Day seven. Can't believe it. We're already here. Whole weekend. Um, and we're exploring what it means to build a calendar. So we've talked yesterday about like, how do we do these date ranges? And how do we generate a table to make a calendar? Um, and one of the cool things that we left off with yesterday was, uh, let's see, let me pull up this code real quick. One of the things we left off yesterday was this date range thing. So it's this magical like line of code that determines how big the calendar should be. It's pretty sweet, actually. Um, it does a lot of stuff. So um, actually, we can use that because one of the pieces I realized I forgot yesterday was these previous and, and next buttons. And that's one of those pieces that I totally forgot to do. But also, um, we tested it in the URL and it worked, but uh, we just need to make the links. So here we can make our links for that and we can just say like previous um, and we'll figure out what this URL should be. Um, and then we also need the link to next and we'll figure out what that should be as well. Um, so we're going to want to put these two links in here so that they like calculate based on the current URL, like what the previous month or view should look like. And then the next one, um, and all of that magic. So there's a lot of like stuff that we need to do, but this is a very interesting one in that, um, if we are to change the start date parameter in the URL, what are we actually doing? Um, because what if there's other parameters in there? What we can't just like always tell you to do a calendar on a specific URL. We need these buttons to like manipulate the parameters or at least just the start date if possible and link back and forth. Um, so we have to like think about this a little deeper. And this is a problem that I solved uh, in the gem before. And we'll take a look at how I solved that before. So I have this previous link. Um, actually, yeah, what is this? So there's a previous link, param name, and a date range. So be before you could change the name of the parameter, um, we're just going to look for the default previous link here and take a look at what we've got. So let me paste this into our app and we'll see what we've got here. So this one actually is just, uh, I use the like double arrows for both directions rather than like words, just cause it looks prettier, but I made that so that you could like configure that. Um, and then we actually pass in rather than like a path. So normally you say like meetings path and you'd set the start date to blah, blah, blah. And that would give you the correct URL to the current page with um, a different direction uh, or whatever, like a different start date. And that's fine, but because we're a generic calendar and you're gonna put it on any page, we actually need to write generic code here. And that means that we can't um, we cannot pass in a path. There's no routes that we can use. There's nothing to help us there. We really just need to use the current URL and then pass in a get parameter into it. So the way that you actually can pull that off with Rails is to do um, a hash as that option. So I have made this param variable here, which is the, um, it's actually start date. But because I made that dynamic and changeable, 
Um, it was one of those things that like it's a variable instead of just a hard coded uh, key. So then all you have to do is take the date range, the first day of the date range and subtract a day. So if we look at this, what are we actually doing? We're saying, okay, March 1st, this is a calendar for March. If we look at March 1st and we subtract one day, what day will that be? Well, actually, that will be the last day of February. And then if we do the exact same thing for the next link, and we change this to that, um, it would be the last day of our range plus one day. So that should, in theory, be the a, a day into the next view. So here, it's a little different because we're looking at the last few days of this calendar and then going a little bit into the next month. So March um, calendar has a few days into April. So if we take the last day of the range, which is April 4th, then our start date, if we take that day and add one day, our start date for the next for April would actually be April 5th. But because of the code we've written, it can calculate from April 5th to the beginning of the month and do all of this work. So if we refresh this page, we now have next and previous links that if you look down here at the bottom, the meeting start date is set to February 28th. And then um, it goes back to February 28th, which is super cool. And if we click on it again, you can see this start date is January 31st. And it's just doing the subtraction every time. So uh, it will take the very beginning of the calendar and go back one more day so it knows to display the right one. And that's it. That's awesome. Um, same with the next. You just add one to the last day and you can start navigating these months and that's all you have to do. It's really cool. Um, one of the tricky parts here is if you have these, how do you generate the title for the calendar? And really, you have to take this start date and figure out what you want to display. So for me, for the calendar, uh, for month calendars, we have to take the start date and we want the month and we want to just display that. So this is the, um, the seventh month and all of those things. We can take the translation and we can take um, same code here and we can paste it in and we can have, uh, I believe, month names and access that item in the array and we can get July. The previous is June, May, April, March, February. Super cool. We can also add in, because obviously this is kind of important to know which year. So we can print out the year. Um, and voila, we have next and previous links for our calendar. And that's actually super duper easy, but we're starting to see that this is going to be code that is going to uh, break when we do different lengths of our calendar. So if we've got previous and next, um, that is probably generic enough that if you were to shorten this to like a single week long, um, then cool, that probably is fine. But this month name, if it's a single week, a week doesn't really have a, a month name. It's like, maybe you do want to display that, maybe you don't. Maybe you want to say it's week seven of the year, week eight, week nine, week 10. Um, or maybe you just wanted to say like, this is, the, uh, this is a week in May, this is a week in May, these four weeks in May, I don't know. It's kind of up to you. And the titles of the calendars need to be something customizable.
So that piece definitely we need to make a note here and like this should definitely be customizable. And this is one of those pieces that I was struggling with because every time we put one of these things into the like the options passed into month calendar, that makes for some really nasty view code from the users of simple calendar. So I don't want you to have to pass in some weird lambda or block or whatever to like handle this. And I'd really like to be able to clean this up. So we're need we're needing to find solutions for these problems, but we should first note out sort of what the problems are. Now another thing to note here is that this is for a calculation for the month calendar. And if we take this and we um, we duplicate this, we can comment out this piece and we can say like, let's do a week calendar. So if we were to give it a start date in this case, rather than resetting back to the beginning of the month um, and jumping to the end of the month, we could just go from that date to the beginning of the week into the end of the week. And if we just re-render this calendar, now we have a week-long one. So if we change the calculation between the current day that we're looking at and where we're going, it allows us to generate like different lengths of calendars. So this calculation actually is going to be hugely important for how we refactor this out as well. So that one, we need that to be interchangeable to make all these different um, calculations for our different types of calendars. So that will be a piece that we need to override. We need to override the the titles. But if you've noticed, this is actually the code here is working reasonably um, consistent for gener generating the table. So maybe it's something we can pull out into a partial. Maybe it's not. Um, if you want to do maybe a four-day long calendar, how do you do that? Maybe you have to do something like... Um, we could take this and we could do like an agenda. So let's call it an agenda calendar. Agenda calendar. And rather than going to like the end of the week, we could just say um, to the start date plus four dot days. So this would allow us to do like a five day long calendar. Actually, agendas are normally four days long. So you could do something like this, um, and then the calculation for the next link should be April 5th, and we'll see that, or April 7th, sorry, and we'll see that in the URL at the bottom here. And this is a little better, um, but we're noticing that there's a little weirdness going on. So this is generating a little too long of a calendar. So we have to, we have to fix, oh wait, yeah, we don't want the beginning of the week in this case. We want that start date so that we can jump between these consecutively. So this calendar actually doesn't, you the, uh, the start date works differently. So the start date will always be the first day. And then when you go to the next view, the start date is here and then it renders this. So there's never overlap in these cases, but we didn't even have to change our table. This date range has allowed us to be like, super duper flexible and that's that's really cool. So that means that we just need like the state range to be customizable. We need the title of the calendar to be customizable. 
And maybe that's it. I'm not quite sure. Um, there's a lot of other options we could add in here, but maybe we don't need to do them until they're requested. Or maybe we can go back into our GitHub repo, maybe tomorrow, and see if there was, what were the previous requests on functionality, and maybe we can find uh, solutions to like those questions. Um, another thing we need to do is accept an array of events that we can sort out into these days when we render the calendar. So that's on the docket for tomorrow and the next few days of the vlog. Um, but today I hope it's clear that we can pull out these things and figure out like what are the key pieces, the moving parts that we need to easily make interchangeable and what can we really just kind of hard code and, and keep within the gem. And uh, I think we found some, some good things today and I will talk to you tomorrow. Peace.